0: Good morning. morning. Welcome back to another episode of Mornings with the Montagues. Another day. It's so great to be here again with my wife. And we were just reading through these verses today. And again, this is going to be a great devotional. I'm excited for you to hear this because today we're talking about removing false idols, removing things that don't belong in our marriage and our relationships, and our verses today, to give some context, Numbers 33, 50 through 56, and our main verses today, Numbers thirty-three fifty-five through 56. And to set some context here, the Israelites were going into the new land of Canaan And they were supposed to remove the false idols and all the places of worship that the other people were doing. And God said this verse here, But if you do not drive out the inhabitants of the land, those you allow to remain will become barbs in your eyes and thorns in your sides. They will give you trouble in the land where you live, and I will do to you what I plan to do to them. So if we don't remove those false idols, those things that bring us away from God, it will become our destruction ultimately. Right, So that's our, our main part of the verse today. We don't even have to read a devotional because I think that alone is mm-hmm. is speaks volumes. I think mm-hmm. it's so valuable. And so planning a marriage, I did not read this part yet, but what I'm assuming is that we're moving into the direction of things that as we plan a marriage, as we get married or enter into a relationship, we need to remove things that are ungodly, things that we had before, this baggage that we could mm-hmm. say that we, that we carry into marriage. And And we've talked about that on the show before that we carried things into our marriage and we had to work with a couple and pray through those things and and forgive and overcome those different types of things. And so let's, let's start reading this here. Planning a marriage. In the months, weeks, and days leading up to our wedding, we were blown away by the amount of work it took to pull off that single day of celebration. But we also remember the irony that stuck with us when we first started to settle into our new life together. Besides a half-dozen sessions of mar- premarital counseling, we had done very little planning for our life beyond our first week together. And now imagine for a moment the excitement of the Israelites, who after 40 years of journey were finally preparing to enter the ling- long-promised by God. God had led them through the wilderness, and now everything was leading to this final conquest. On the eve of this monumental invasion came a sobering message from God. See Numbers 33, 50-56. In the middle of the joy and excitement, the answer is simple. The Israelites' emotional excitement about moving into the land promised had them nearsighted. They weren't thinking about ensuring their longevity and blessings in the beautiful land. They weren't thinking that far ahead. Isn't it interesting that we always think about the blessing and like, I want it now. I want it now. I want to move to America now. I want the promise of God now. And we don't always consider the longevity of the Mm -hmm. promise. It's just, I want to be where I am Mm. Where I'm not right now, yeah. you know, and so the Israelites had that nearsighted vision. God remained far-sighted, however, and what He saw made Him warn His children about the dangers that could have devastating effects on their devotion to Him. God didn't advise the Israelites to just politely address the issue; He commanded them to deal with it violently and dramatically. God is similarly su- far-sighted on our behalf when it comes to marriage. When we join God in taking. The long view of our marriage we begin to see the amidst of excitement the joy of wedding festivities we have a serious calling we must address marital stumbling blocks such as bitterness past hurts dysfunctional relationships with our parents critical attitudes memories of sexual sins or unhealthy habits or addictions we need to meet those stumbling blocks head-on one night our friend sarah called us in tears she just found out that her husband michael was addicted to internet pornography at first sarah seriously considered separating from her husband But after a few weeks, she watched as Michael changed from guilt, defeated, self-proclaimed lost into a warrior. With great courage, Michael took dramatic steps to fight his battle with pornography. He spoke frankly with his pastor and asked to be held accountable. He installed pornography-blocking software on his computer, and he began intensive professional Christian counseling every week. A few months later, Sarah called again in tears, but this time was different. I love Michael so much more than I ever did. She said, seeing his courage and passion to fight hard for our marriage has made us even closer. I know this sounds corny, but I mean it. Now he is truly the knight in shining armor. Yeah, so I think that this is a great great example. Looking at the way that the Israelites entered into the promise, entered into the land that God had for them, he set this aside, he prepared it for them, but they had to remove the ungodly things Mm -hmm. to receive it the full promise, mm. right? Anything to comment on this, Mark?
1: Just amazed. How? Because, um, for example, when we go to some place, we cannot get let ourselves contaminate. Mm. We are called separate from the world. And that makes all the difference for us as believers. And also in a marriage, um, it makes me think also about the marriage with the Lamb of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're not going to enter in a marriage with Christ being polluted, dirty. Like, He's totally holy. And as much clean and beautiful yeah. as we can be, we have to try to be perfect as He's perfect. Of course, we're not going to be perfect. But we have to do our best, like... We watched yesterday in my church like the ten virgins, the mm-hmm. five wise and, and the five foolish mm-hmm. that were waiting for the Lord Jesus to come back. And uh, we can't be found like the, with the unwise. We have mm-hmm. to be found with the wise ones that were waiting for the Lamb. Yep. And inside of our marriage, when we get married, it applies also in being holy for the marriage, for God. And it's it's clear it's it's clear as water, mm-hmm. right? For us to throw away what doesn't belong, mm-hmm. even before you get married, you know, start this process before you get married to a person, because you are already married with mm-hmm. Christ, you know. So
0: something I've always heard when it comes to relationships is this quote are you the person, the person you were looking for is looking for? And I'll say that again. And I asked Marcella to translate this once at a service. Yeah. Are you the person, the person you are looking for is looking for? And so basically breaking that down, are you the person that you want the person to want, you know, in a way? And so I think even now, if you're single, or if you're you're praying about a relationship, or you're dating any of these things, be the best person for that person, mm-hmm. ex- exactly with our relationship with God. If we are the bride of Christ, be the best bride that you can be for the groom, mm-hmm. which is Jesus, right? And so we need to rid ourselves of these things of the world, the things that will not continue and go into eternity, these things that will pass away the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, the pride of life, and many, many other things that we consume ourselves with in our world. And so I think this is a great devotional today about. Taking those things off, being the best that we can be for the love and for God ultimately, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. makes me think
1: um, that I have to be what God called me to be, right, in my life and also into my marriage. Mm-hmm. And God has a calling for my husband, for example, and uh, has God has a calling for his bride. And uh, if I wasn't uh, this promise that we received mm-hmm. from the Lord that I was going to be this backbone. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't this type of woman, if I wasn't like this, I would not be worthy of being your wife. God would have to find another one to give it to you. Because uh imagine if I was polluted with idols, mm-hmm. you know, and which I was not perfect. I am mean, not perfect, but I had uh this pillar I could be this pillar for you
0: yeah
1: you know I was willing
0: to Mm -hmm. and something about that as we were dating that was amazing we were one year apart no not dating did I say dating yeah I meant when we were talking we weren't dating yet but whenever I was I was in Asia in the U.S. and Marcelli was in Brazil we had this one year to talk and to know each other and I could identify some things that she was doing in her life I could see you know even from far you know I could see some little things, some little idols that you had. And we talked about these things and and I had all idols as well. We talked about those things as well. And so we just got to identify. And so when I met you, I already knew, oh yes, you are the backbone. And that's what made it even easier to make that decision. Cause I saw you as those things Mm -hmm. that God promised me. Right. And so it just solidified what he's already been speaking to my heart for one year as we were talking and, and getting to know each other. And so for me, it was confident. I, it was, I was entering with confidence because I knew you already met that backbone that God promised me.
1: Yes. And for me, I was uh, literally just getting prepared. Like, Lord, stand me. Send me, my beloved. <laughs> where is my husband? He's so far. And, you know, even yeah. before knowing uh, you, that you existed, you know, I was like, where is my beloved? And, and all this time, I, I was getting prepared, you know, yeah. like to one day be a good wife. Uh, a godly wife and reading books and just like being prepared in, in the word mm-hmm. to of God and another thing uh, thing that makes me think every time we move to a place um, we cannot become what those people are doing mm-hmm. in that area because some things. If we think about the idols of the cities mm-hmm. or the devils of the cities, it might be different. Let's say uh, something that we we noticed. Uh, we could move to a fancy area of São Paulo, for example, and there's a lot of ostentation. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying just about this this place, but there's other places in the world, mm-hmm. the earth that we live, that could have this type of feeling and we understood that had some ostentation in the area and if we if we become like that and then it takes away what God is putting in our heart.
0: Yeah. And it literally says here, this is what God spoke to Israel. They these things, if you don't remove them, will give you trouble. There'll be barbs in your eye, thorns in your side, and I will do to you what I plan to do to them. Mm -hmm. So if you don't remove it, it will destroy you. Yeah. It will destroy you.
1: Or you become drunkers because in the area that you are, they drink a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, so with all these things, yeah, I think we have to keep the calling that Mm -hmm. we have in Christ, and we have to be set apart. Yeah, be set apart and be the difference. Be Mm -hmm. the influencers also in uh, in Christ. You're gonna preach the gospel, and no matter what they are doing, we're still like that strong prophet of Mm -hmm. the old testament you know that came against the sin you know even if you lose friends Mm
0: -hmm. so let's go to our questions here today these are very specific questions about relationship what are some potential stumbling blocks for us in our relationship and in what way should we confront them and so as this was saying these different types of things that we bring in like addictions or fears or or whatever and so for me for those who know my story i had an addiction in the past and so always just being aware of this always filling myself up with god and not putting myself in uncomfortable situations where this could be a temptation right that could potentially be a stumbling block and so i think that yesterday we were talking about your anger right this could be a stumbling block for you as well and any other thing that you can think of a stumbling block I would say this also distractions. I'm, I was just remembering this. Um, just like we go into a new place and we, we are less evangelistic, if we could say, where we go into a place and we feel more comfortable and we're less likely to evangelize or we're less likely to do ministry in that specific situation or area or however. And so I think that is important to address those things and confront that. Let's be who we're called to be, not compare and be as other people are. Right? We have to be the best us for God. And our second question here, what are some of the unique challenges we face as a couple? Are there experiences or patterns from our past that might be threats to the health of our marriage?
1: I think we have been through some things and we that we needed healing and we worked
0: to mm-hmm.
1: those things and got some help. <laughs> Helping mommy. Some, some spiritual help, you yeah. know, and and now I can I can keep take, having our life, taking mm-hmm. our life.
0: It's so important to address those past threats. Mm-hmm. And because if you don't address it, it could be this non-spoken thing that divides. But if you talk about it, if you bring it up, you know, and pray through it, of course, and have counselors or someone that you can trust and rely on and talk through the situations. I mean, we can overcome it. We can have God's strength and invite God into that area. Mm -hmm. Because if we, like, I know that there's times when we invite God into our heart, but we only allow him this part, 75% of our heart. In this other area, I want to keep it secret sin, you know, this this thing that we do. And so, (laughs) you see yourself, buddy? And so I think that inviting God into your whole heart, inviting God into your whole relationship. Right? I think that's so valuable. And <laughs> our last question here today. What dramatic action should we take to address these issues to ensure the longevity of our marriage? What, what? <laughs> what dramatic action should we take to address the issues? these issues to ensure the longevity of our marriage?
1: Kick them out. Kick them out? Just like the, the Bible was saying.
0: Mm-hmm drive out the inhabitants of the land and the sin right because i don't want those things to be a barb in my eye and a thorn in my side i want to be capable to do the full work that god has for us right i think that that is valuable and so as you can see we have a little helper here today it's a little hard to finish today but but god is good and i'm grateful for the devotional today and planning a marriage and so i want to go back to that point one more time that if we don't remove these things, they will be our destruction. God will do to us what he was planning to do to them, to the evil, and to those things. And so let's go into a time of prayer now where we can just pray against the things that we carry that are not from God, that we can surrender those Mm -hmm. things. Yeah, I'll pray, okay? Lord, thank you so much for this time to do devotions with my wife and my son here today. Lord, I pray that you bless this time together. I pray that you bless the people listening today that we will not allow things in our marriage that don't belong. We will not allow things in our relationship with you, God, that don't belong. And so I pray that you can give us the strength and the courage to cast out and to remove the inhabitants and the things that we are entertaining that do not belong to you, Lord, because we don't want these things to be our destruction. And we don't want these things to pull us away from our devotion from you. God, so I pray that you give us a <clears throat> hunger to, to seek only you, Lord. Take away our desires of the world that are not going to benefit us. Lord, that we can spend more time with godly relationships, spend more time in the Word and with with godly things, Lord. And the godly things are not boring. Help us to remember that, that just entertaining godly things is not a life of boredom. It's an exciting life, a life of so much joy and happiness. It's so worth it, Lord. So I pray that we can do those things today. Thank you for this devotional, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you, guys. See you on the next episode.